Okay, let's get back into those Zoom video earnings. George Tillis has been going through the report. Nice pop in the aftermarket, almost up to a, a month-to-date high. George, anything remarkable here? Well, I think if we look at the numbers, OJ, they're actually not bad. I think the EPS guidance is why we're seeing the kick to the upside for Zoom. But, uh, you know, looking at it, it's, it's fallen from grace a lot. I mean, it was nearly $600 uh, at the peak in uh, February 2021. So it's down significantly on the one-year basis, down 73%. But uh, let's talk about the numbers first, and I'll, I'll give you my insights on what I think is going on. But if you look at the EPS, uh, they actually beat quite handily by about 16 cents at 103 on adjusted basis versus the 87, and sales came in line uh, 1.07 billion. Now the company's growing sales uh, in the last year about 25% year over year. That's a significantly lower number year over year than the 2021 numbers, which year over year compared to 2020 were up about 300%. So I think that was an anomaly year from a sales growth standpoint, but. I think guidance going forward is right, rather compelling, at least in the near term. Uh, it could be a short-term bounce, but I can see why it's bouncing, OJ, because if you look at the guidance the company's providing for Q2, in other words, next quarter, uh, the EPS guidance is higher by about $0.03, cents, $0.91 cents at the midpoint versus the 88 But the uh, sales guidance also is being just ratcheted to the upside uh, on the higher end of the range to $112 billion, $1.12 billion. Now, the other thing is, is for the entire year, so it's not necessarily just a one-quarter phenomenon that they're just moving the goalposts a little bit higher for uh, for Q2. It's fiscal year 2023, which on an EPS front, I'm going to use the midpoint. It's about uh, $3.73 at the midpoint, and that's quite a bit higher than the 356 estimate. And so when I looked at the multiple for the stock, OJ, uh, overall, the forward multiple is about 25. The trailing is about 15, and I think – uh, if we look at the price to sales, it was uh, you know at 80 times sales at one point in time, maybe even higher than that from what I can remember. It's only trading around six times uh, uh, forward sales. So it's come down a lot. The multiple is compressed significantly in the name. And I think the EPS guidance speaks to why the stock is moving in the after hours based upon the, uh, I think, unfounded or uh, unexpected, uh, better than expected numbers on an earnings front. It looks like to me, the company is is growing still at over 20% sales. That's a good sign. The multiples, both on the price of sales and earnings, have collapsed immensely, and that's a good sign for bulls who are still bullish on the stock if you are. Uh, at the same time, the architecture of the business is rather scalable, and the company also denoted that they actually saw for uh, the number of customers uh, that spent more than 100000 increase more than sales, and that's important, 46%, as well as Cash from operations, and this is, I think, pretty important here, uh, at $526 million for the quarter. That's a pretty big number now relative, not on an absolute basis, but relative to the sales of $1.07 billion. So it looks like they're achieving some better scalability metrics, and I think that's why they're getting rewarded in the after hours. So, George, uh, one thing I noticed here is the gross margin actually increased from a year ago, but the operating margin went down, and then their uh, net income uh, was uh, you know, quite a bit uh, lower compared to uh, the year ago, even though the revenue was up. Uh, so just walk me through how that happens again. Are they spending a bunch on like marketing or something? Their net income, $113 yes. million dollars, compared to $227 million the year prior. That's the thing. The company has gone through an immense amount of, of secondary offerings. In other words, they've issued a lot of shares and they're spending a heck of a lot of money, LJ. And that's why when you see operating margins that are less, but your gross margins are, are to the upside, 
it gives you an idea that your capital expenditures are, are not necessarily going through the roof, but they're increasing. And again, uh, that's relative to the price. The price has declined to really reflect that. So you have to start looking at the forward guidance for the company, not necessarily the past. Uh, but, you know, you have to look at it from an adjusted basis. It's profitable. And so, you know, that's something to be said for a lot of these other names which have been decimated. Some of these names are down 90 or so uh, percent. Uh, skills. I was looking at that company. Just to give you an example. Uh, that was tr that's down about you know 98 percent. Still a serially unprofitable based uh, tech and gaming company. Where Zoom, you know, there is a case for enterprise customers still using. I think the hybrid work environment is still in play. Uh, I think people are pushing back going to the office full time, and so there's always going to be a need for their services. But you also have to keep in mind competition. Uh, you know, between Microsoft and Google present some challenges for this name, but you know, I, I think the elements of the business uh, remain intact. It's just gonna go through you know, countless you know, quarters of multiple compression until it finds a bottom, if, uh, if it ever will. I can't say if it ever will. Okay, all right. Uh, interesting, George. Uh, a fair analysis of a, uh, a downtrodden stock. I'm trying uh, to. Yeah, but a company trying to uh, do its best to uh, revigorate, reinvigorate some of the fundamental story here. Uh, with a yeah. uh, with a you know not terrible outlook. All right, GT, right. thank you, sir. Uh, good stuff.